Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Juggling Entrepreneur Podcast. This is a podcast where one parent entrepreneur shares their thoughts, their journeys, and their suggestions to another ent- parent entrepreneur. So today we have Seema Kuturia. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Yes, Seema Kuturia. Yes. Hey, um, Seema Kuturia. She's a cybersecurity expert and she's a mother. And um, she always believe in sharing the knowledge uh, with the next generation of students. So, uh, hi, Seema. Welcome to our podcast. Really great to have you here. Hey, Hema. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So, Seema, I gave a little one or two-liner intro, but do you want to share anything more exciting that you're doing right now to the audience? Sure. So, um, I've been uh, right now more recently kind of involved in continuing my cybersecurity journey and really even starting to do a lot of more mentorship apart from my day-to-day job, which is doing senior product marketing role at uh, Dio Security, part of Cisco. Um, So in in addition to my day-to-day role, I've been mentoring students who are in high school, who are also in college, and those who are almost, you know, pretty much ready to enter the work world. And it's been really motivating to hear about how excited they are and uh, sharing some of my own experiences in that world. And, And I think that you know, had I been doing this like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it would have been very different. Now, you know, managing both work-life balance as a parent, um, I've been able to share some other insights on a human level. So that's been exciting for me. So working a full-time job and mentoring the next generation, it would be really challenging. So where did you get the motivation to start your mentorship journey? I would say that one of the persons who influenced me is Asta Sahani, who's um, who had, uh, basically co-founded uh, Breaking Barriers for Women in Cybersecurity. And she actually started this uh, particular community um, just about a year ago. And, you know, somehow she caught wind of me. She was able to reach out to me, I think, through LinkedIn. So we're happy that we kind of got to know each other. Uh, she's very motivated to, again, as a community. Um, as you know, a lot of us female leaders and those who are kind of even early aspirants be part of the community so we can learn from each other. We can share some of our learnings online and whatnot. And she said, hey, Seema, we'd love to get your experience as you've been in the security industry for a long time. So I'm really pleased that she inspired me to do this, even in addition to all the other work I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) And you're a mother of two lovely kids. Yes, Uh, I am. Both are under 10, but and how did you find time doing a full-time job, being a full-time mother, and during the COVID times when everybody is at home, and find time for mentorship? So, Yeah, it's a really good question. It's definitely not been easy, I will say that. Um, and in some ways, I think what has kind of allowed me to do this, for sure, one, I'll say that my spouse is a big supporter, and he's a huge reason why I'm able to maintain, I think, these three things. Um, there are times when sometimes it's hard to juggle three things. Um, I'll say that. And I think also my children, sometimes I'll ask them, you know, when I'm having under a lot of stress or something, should I continue working? You know, should I even take a break? They're like, no, you should continue working. So I think it's interesting how my children are also my second biggest supporter. And then my extended family, be it, you know, my own parents who live nearby and um, keep motivating me. Uh, they, they know how much I enjoy working. They also know that I really enjoy my kids. And so, you know, that was the motivation to have the children to actually maintain balance between hopefully all three things. And if I feel like if I can mentorship, if I'm a good mentor and even a mentee, I think that that's going to motivate the next generation of, of you know, children and students to actually see that there are examples out there of being able to do any anything and everything you want. Yeah, very, very hard touching, Seema. So tell us a little bit about how did you actually end up in cybersecurity world? Thanks for asking. I'm glad you asked. You know, I think it was a little bit of um, timing um, and some, you know, also 
motivation. So when I was um, kind of in the early part of my career, when I'd finished my degree in engineering, um, I was looking for technical work. So I did work for a couple of years in some startup companies. Um, but I found that my passion, in addition to the technical and product side, was also going into a business side. And so I, I chanced upon a marketing role at Checkpoint Software earlier in my career, I would say within the first three, four years. And um, this was an area that was still kind of in the early days. And I thought that it'd be very interesting from a mission perspective. I thought that I can really help and contribute to the world through a career in cybersecurity. And once I was in there, I had a really good mentor and my first manager, uh, Mark Kranek is his name. And um, since then, again, he's been in the industry for a long time. I've been following where he goes also and how he's been even part of now venture capital. It's just been that security has been such a great area for me. And when I had that first opportunity in both marketing and cyber, it was good because I enjoyed the outbound marketing experiences and communications, which is an area that for me is a great area and it really takes advantage of my skills. And cybersecurity is something that has a great mission attached to it. It's about saving the world from all these great, you know, these immense threats that are out there that you can't even conceive. Um, and you have to try to constantly stay ahead, but you're never quite there. So it's a good kind of ongoing challenge. And I like challenges. And I also like the outbound communications aspect of marketing and being between sales teams and engineering. So it's been really fun. Awesome. You're in marketing, especially in the area around cybersecurity, which have evolved drastically over the past few years, but also have a lot of challenging moving forward because we have new kind of threats um, and a new kind of technologies that are coming that have been evolving. So there is a continuous innovation that is happening in the cybersecurity world too. Um, yes. Let, let us talk about your marketing skills. How important um, is the marketing skills? Uh, how it really helped you, not only from the career point of view, right? Now also talk in terms of communications. The reason why I'm asking is most of the women, not all, but most of the women are introverts. Either they don't tell the amount of um, accomplishments that they have uh, open to either in the social media or while they're applying for the job and so on. So they're kind of shy mm -hmm. and uh, especially around the storytelling, especially around taking the credit for, uh, for the accomplishments that they have, um, uh, you know, God um, and uh, the, around marketing of their own brand mm -hmm. in a simple ways. So why marketing um, yourself? is very, very important. Why do you think it's important and how can they do it? It's a good, great question. Thank you. So I think number one, um, the reason for marketing yourself is one, I think it's just that confidence that you can bring if you're able to talk about yourself and no one knows you better than yourself. So I think that that's the first thing is by being able to share about yourself, what motivated you, but what helped you to actually accomplish XYZ goal that you're sharing, or even achieve maybe that certificate or even that degree, being able to even start small about things that you've done, looking back and doing a retrospective is really, really motivating, gives you confidence. Number two, it helps your outbound communication skills. So marketing is all about communication. And if you can build that skill on a personal level and be able to tell a story about where you've come and how you've got there to this point, whether you're a student in high school, whether you're in college, uh, you've completed you know, something. It could be even a course that you've completed and sharing some learnings from it. It could be that simple. It gives your personal perspective and that gives you that personal confidence that I can contribute something based on the opportunity I was given. So there's that as being able to build that kind of outbound communication skill. Nowadays, it's so easy with, with video 
communications. You can do really short one or two minute videos and we've seen that be very effective. And number three, I think that marketing is important, you know, when you even go out into the real world, because at the end of the day, you need to communicate with people and you need to express, you know, why, why should you even spend time with me? You know, even as a networker, even if you're going out there, you're not even from a professional point of view, whether it's, you know, dating, whether it's, you know, you're in a restaurant and you're talking with the waiter or, you know, someone who's out there that you don't even know, maybe you're on a train, um, just being able to have that confidence to just share something about yourself so that you open up and the other person is also willing to share something about themselves. And you'll always find some common ground when you do that. So I think marketing for me has been, um, it's been helpful because it's kind of helped to build that confidence for me personally and share that journey. And then from there, I'm able to use that skill when I talk to customers and prospects about sharing the story about our products and solutions and how they've made a difference for businesses. So I think that there's something really beautiful about that, um, starting from talking about yourself. And anyone can do that as a child, as a, you know, as a professional. And it'll help you in your skills, even as an engineer or as a product manager. It'll help you then also being able to bridge gaps. Very well said. Uh, you're a mother who is pursuing the, um, one of the most challenging profession right now. And uh, you have kids also. So um, let's talk about a support system, the value of a support system and how it impacts um, the professionals, the leaders um, like you when you're trying to juggle both uh, the work-life balance, right? Professional life and personal life. Yeah. Why do you think, how did you think the support system helped you? And yeah. why do you think it's important? So one, how did the support system, so having definitely a strong, you know, life partner um, with my spouse, having, you know, family, uh, my parents, having, you know, extended family, my husband's family is also nearby, uh, lives very close by, and a lot of, and their children are going to school in similar schools as my children, same community. So that community help has been really important to me, and I don't think I could have done without it, because frankly, doing it alone is not as easy. I mean, people are single parents, and I really applaud that, but for me personally, it's been very helpful. Um, because if I didn't have that support system, frankly, when kids get sick or school is closed or something that's inevitable, that's not in my control, if I don't have that support system, yeah, I think it would be much harder to kind of be able to dedicate that many hours to, to work life and to be able to, uh, you know, actually complete assignments and meet my deadlines. So I think I would have had to probably compromise, you know, on my on my career aspiration. Number two, you know, on, in terms of what one should be considering uh, in, you know, even having middle, having children, for example, being able to think about that and how that will change your life because now your hours are not on your own. You have to give up some of those hours to spending time with the children, um, maintaining, you know, helping them with their needs, especially up, up till about age five or six, they pretty much are quite dependent on you on decision-making. So I think that's a, been a learning journey for me. And I would say for any aspiring parents also, think about your support system. Do you have the community to support you? Have you got any help at home? I've been starting to get someone to come help me a little bit with cooking and cleaning in the house. Because again, you only have so many hours in the day and night and you need to have a good balance of health also. You know, your sleep, your exercise and your eating well, it doesn't come easy. <laughs> that also takes effort. <laughs> I think one important thing I do want to uh, discuss with you is the uh, assumption of this perfect role uh, that um, even as, as a mother are sometimes pressurized to have or assume to play the role is trying to be a perfect mother, trying to be a perfect spouse, trying to be the perfect professional, right? Yeah, um, yeah. In, this, uh, in this expectation uh, and the juggling or trying to be perfect, um, sometimes we don't take care of our health. 
uh, both physical health and the mental health. Um, any suggestions around that point? This is a really good point, Hema. I think all of us can relate, especially with COVID having you know brought a lot of us uh, in more shelter at home kind of situations and has having a really kind of look inside ourselves. Like, are we happy with ourselves? Are we at peace with ourselves? I've questioned that um, since COVID had hit. And, you know, I've thought about that, that what can I do to give myself more peace of mind, especially because I'm a very outgoing person. So especially on, depending on your nature, some people are actually quite already very calm. You know, their nature is that they can meditate and they can get into meditation quickly and then come out of it very refreshed. It took me a lot of effort. And I think meditation is something I would recommend because I've seen when it is effective for people, that it really helps you give that break in between your different meetings in between stress times, when you're really stressed out, maybe you've had a call that was very stressing you out with someone. And so you need to kind of make sure you take those, those what they call micro breaks, maybe one minute or two minute pauses. Um, exercise helps me. I've seen that to be very effective going out for a short walk. And we're very fortunate in California to have really good weather also. So mm -hmm. I have no excuse. And so I will take sometimes advantage of breaks between my meetings, or I'll take a meeting on as I'm walking. Uh, you know, maybe my one-on-one sometimes when I don't have to take notes. So I think that taking those breaks is important. Also, you need to have supportive teams, you know, whether you're working in an organization or you have a team, you're an entrepreneur, having people who understand that, you know, what are your needs apart from just the work life is, you know, what else do you need in order to have those stress-free times, how to kind of relax in between. Um, if you have a supportive team and your management, that really helps. And that's been really important for me to take a pause. And if I don't have that, to make a change in my career and find a place that is better for me. So I've, I've had to make those tough decisions sometimes, and but they were important decisions for me and my health and ultimately my family. And it's very, very important point that you just brought up is that changing the career if it doesn't fit my needs. Yes. Uh, that is not most of the people talk, especially women or mothers in the professional ladder, right? True. Uh, but it is true, especially um, around when COVID hit and when kids are doing online school and when they have toddlers around the home, sometimes they have to make this tough decision of um, going off the executive ladder in one company to take as an in individual contributor in another company so that they can have that flexibility in the schedule and so on. Why, why are especially women, uh, I know because there is an emotional attachment, a responsibility of the kids around us, but what do you think that needs to be changed in the workplace, mm -hmm. uh, especially around understanding, right, the role yes. um, uh, of, of a mother or a father, um, a parent in general, uh, mm -hmm. when they are struggling, especially in the hard times like COVID, what do you think organizations should think of in terms mm -hmm. of understanding? Like, okay, I need to hop off 10 minutes before the meeting because there is something urgent going on in my house, right? Yeah. Uh, so the it, I think it's a collaborative effort between the teams and it's the culture of the organization, right? Because yes. as part of the accountability, if you are delivering your um, you know, um, your goals, you're delivering your deliverables. I think that should not be a problem. Uh, but what do you think, um, especially in your experience, the culture mm -hmm. of the company, how does it impact for the working professionals, especially parents? I think one, um, there are two things. One is the education. I think that we've talked about like even a diversity, you know, equality and inclusivity is, is really big right now as a, as a jargon in some ways, but to make it real. I think that from top down and from the HR level, even the CEO level down, I think in, in individual organizations, there needs to be some education and training 
on what it is to be parents, you know, and I think that, I mean, even if you're not planning to be a parent or that doesn't, that's not something in your kind of um, interest, but I think once people have a little bit of better understanding, there even maybe role plays and people, you know, having opportunity to understand where, what are parents' perspectives? Where are they struggling? I mean, one area, for example, could be just this whole daycare situation. That's something that Indra Nui, who I really admire, and I've read her book recently, My Life Full, you know, said, is can we not evolve the workplace, you know, of the next century or even of the next generation so that it includes, it's including, you know, daycare on site, um, including facilities where the parents can actually just quickly go over and just check on their children, you know, in the middle of the day, or if there's some crisis, they can get to them quickly. Um, so that that really shows that there's a support system and there's that kind of understanding from top down of how important it is to have that blend, you know, be able to quickly, you know, be able to manage both things rather than have this hurry of having to go off site and, you know, having to, you know, rush in between calls uh, for managing your personal kind of needs. So I think that that is something I'd like to see concretely over time, that as we go back into a hybrid work environment, we don't have to keep keep struggling with um, distance and we have to kind of think about, hey, having more opportunity to work remote if you need to some days because you need to manage personal appointments, even yourself or your kids um, or other your spouse. And then also being able to understand top down, having that education so that leadership understands that this is not something that is a um, kind of exclusive to cer- certain few who are who are dealing with these kinds of uh, situations, but that that's something that is part of the culture. Top down, that's part of when you're a new hired on board, you're told that, you know, we truly support kind of situations where people need that work-life balance. They need a personal kind of needs taken care of. And it's not something that you have to necessarily take extra time off for, but you can actually be, you know, feeling really supported in that. And whether it's your own personal, you know, medical reasons or it's some other reasons, if you need to take mental health breaks, you know, that's something I've seen in my company. Um, People take mental health breaks. There is this aspect of paid leave. If you need to, for some time, Um, you can formally go through that process, which is so supportive. And I think that if more and more companies do that, you don't have to feel like you're apologetic, that you have to feel like you can't have those aspirations to go up the leadership chain um, and elevate in your profession just because you're a parent. I don't think there should be an if or then kind of situation. It should be an and situation. And I hope we can have more organizations top down invest in this education and then also fully embrace it, even during the interview process. You know, when they when they talk to you, hey, you know, what is important to you in your life? What do you work for? You know, if, if I say so I'm working for my kids and my family, that should be seen as a plus. It shouldn't be seen as hindrance. And I'll personally share an example where it was, you know, I've seen there is discrimination out there in some companies even today where if you can't travel in the past pre-COVID, if you couldn't travel because maybe you're a new mother and you needed to, you know, take care of your little child. It was people didn't necessarily give you that opportunity. You know, the, the you know, your offer might be rescinded or you might be looked as less of a desirable candidate versus someone who didn't have those quote restrictions just because they're a parent. And I feel like if more companies can go move away from that kind of mentality, the better for it, the better as a society will be for it. Um, more talent will be out there. You know, we're lacking talent otherwise missing out. And especially, you know, on the COVID, it have proven that how much technology can play the role, right? You do. Yeah, I agree that there would be some important meetings that you need to take personally, but uh, the, the virtual meetings also have shown enough of those, um, you know, compatibility, enough of those having conversation, continuous conversation like we are having right now, right? And um, <laughs> enough of the effectiveness around um when we are doing the virtual meetings. So we will wrap up the call with three questions that I usually ask with people. Your suggestion as a mother to the fellow parent entrepreneurs, right, who um, who can either be coming up 
out of the college or who might be in this corporate world but want to try something new right and mm-hmm. it, it personally happened to me i was in the corporate world but i want to create a startup but i have to think six months before i can go ahead and make a step because right. now, now i'm a parent i have my financial responsibility uh it's a psychological up and down Mm-hmm. especially for entrepreneurs because yes. not a, it's not a you know flower filled path as right. you know uh, so what would your suggestions would be for parents who mm-hmm. either are going through the parent entrepreneurship journey or they want to take the parent entrepreneurship yeah so that's first so the first uh, question you have here is around kind of what are, what do i suggest so i think when you're thinking about going into entrepreneurship one does need to be a little bit you know thoughtful about one you know what is your financial situation do you have those savings you know that if tomorrow you know if you ended up having to close that entrepreneur you know that company that you're going to form you know six months one year down the line for any reason unfortunate do you have enough savings for you and your family to be able to continue forth maybe you'll have to go back to the work so work environment so i think being a little bit you know tactical about that um that savings is important number two do you have the support system like you know we talked about before it was you know whether you're working for an organization or you're going off on your own which is a little higher risk in that sense because you don't have that quote stable income do you feel like you have a support system that will carry you through whether maybe if you're married your spouse and you have your children will will he or she be able to help you out in in times when you're going to have long hours and you might not have much sleep so can they help you out and manage the kids and stuff help their needs number 3 is i think just your own personal kind of life balance again because with entrepreneurship you would have a tendency and i've seen this with my dad who was definitely a own his own businessman for many many years his own entrepreneur is just that you know not maintaining your health can actually be an after effect of it unfortunately or for you know so that's something that pre kind of think about and especially now i think there's more awareness of mental health also that just be mindful have your moments of mindfulness have your chances of taking those breaks and having a schedule being disciplined i think can super help whether you're an entrepreneur or not it's important to have that kind of somewhat of a fixed schedule for yourself so that you do get that work life balance because i think that can get even more um tip tip to one side as an entrepreneur is what i'm thinking and from from what i've seen in in my own family um for those who are entrepreneurs so i would say those three things you know kind of think about those three things it's even more complex with kids because again sickness is now staying at home and having to be at, you know away from school things like that so just be a little more thoughtful and plan ahead to your point you made plan ahead yeah. let's let's talk about uh wrap up this call with intrapreneurs like you uh mm. who are entrepreneurs in the corporate world who want to make something a big change either within the organization or the way we work mm. or a new product or a new department yeah. what kind of challenges parent entrepreneurs face and mm-hmm. what kind of mindset changes they need to have because that's very important when when yes. you're transforming into just following your own boundaries and doing your job to something that you want to go and do beyond within the organization so that the organization can have the maximum value of your contributions so that's kind of the entrepreneur right yeah. okay. um so your suggestions around that one so with entrepreneurs where you're trying to kind of go above and beyond your day-to-day responsibilities and trying to really make an impact that will be driving that business forward i think it's important to you know again carve out that extra time and effort on uh, to do that and i think that that's something i've been more and more thinking about is how do i spend even one extra hour every day on on typical work day um to just like you know level set with myself like you know there's like the day to day kind of tactical things i have to do in my role but how do i be more strategic about how am i going to move this business forward my own product forward in a way that will leapfrog 
uh, from where we've been in the last few years with it. So I think it takes some extra time and energy to like carve that time out and then spend time with mentors. I, I just engaged with a mentor inside the company who's been here for more years than I have. And it's a female mentor. Um, She's a parent like me. She said that at the end of the day, Seema, you need to just constantly prioritize fearlessly. Like you really need to think about, you know, what's important to you in the short term? How are you going to drive the business with small incremental milestones that you can actually, you know, you know, have, enhance the business and really drive things forward? And then you have the longer term thinking, the strategic thinking around your product line. Where was it a year ago? And where do you want to take it five years from now? So, you know, kind of have some small wins is what she's suggesting. And I think that's a good way to do it is not think so big that you just feel like it's not something achievable and insurmountable, especially with all the work-life balance I'm trying to achieve. But at the same time, you know, you've taken steps and get a team around you, rally a team. And it doesn't have to be your traditional people that you always work with. Kind of, you know, bring some different ideas to the table and have that kind of, um, I would say, tag team, like have a group that you can go to in order to keep checking and bouncing ideas off of. Because sometimes we get in our tunnel vision, hey, this is the only way because I've done it for years. This has to be done exactly this way. So be flexible is the last thing I would say. Stay flexible, get a team on board, you know, check with your mentor. Hey, is this a good direction or just be blunt with me? Is it bad? I should completely scratch this idea. <laughs> so be open to feedback. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last one. You're a mentor, but you already had a lot of mentors who helped you down the path. Tell the value of mentors for parent entrepreneurs. Yes. Having great mentors, whether they're female or male, um, is less important. But I think even the female mentors for me were very important. And, you know, not all of them were necessarily even that kind of, you know, they were not the heterosexual, you know, and so they were not parents. They were not a traditional parent. They also struggled with even being parents like I did. So they went through that whole journey. Um, so I was very lucky that I've seen a really good variety of mentors in my life, my professional journey, um, that had actually really supported me at the time when I was thinking, okay, can I actually do both? Can I be a parent and also manage the responsibilities of a job? How is it going to be after I actually have these children? And can I maintain that? And I've been so lucky to have some really strong leadership, you know, female leadership in cybersecurity, which is, again, not an easy field to be in. There's a lot of challenge and it's very technical. So it gets pretty hard pretty quickly. Um, but I've been very, very lucky, both male and female mentors, whether my first manager at Checkpoint all the way to today, my current manager, who's, again, just a, one, a wonderful female leader in cybersecurity. I've been there for many years. So supportive of, you know, Seema, whatever you need, your, you know, your parents, you know, you're, you're, as a parent, your, your kids come first. So don't even worry if you have to take some time off. I think that's been so supportive and just so encouraging that I don't need to, you know, have, a, have to make a choice between maintaining a good career as a leader in cyber uh, versus kind of being a parent and I can do both. So mm -hmm. having those are so important to be able to keep that confidence mm -hmm. and to stay motivated. You know, there are some days when I feel like, oh my gosh, can I, you know, can I get up today and kind of continue to do this great work? Mm -hmm. But that just motivates me having some great people and, and team members, frankly, also. Yeah. As you said, it always starts from the top down and having the leaders, um, especially within the organization, uh, to have that mindset to help uh, the team and understand the challenges that they have. I think it's just very important. Uh, thank you, Seema, again uh, for this podcast episode. And thank you for being our guest and sharing your journey as a parent entrepreneur. And again, thanks, Seema. And audience, Seema Kutiria, everyone, cybersecurity expert, a mother, and also a mentor for a lot of people who want to be in cybersecurity field. So thank you, Seema. Thank you, Emma. Have a great day. You too.